guys it's been a while since i've been live but i'm excited to get back to it and today i'm going live with uma collins who is a sports dietitian geez um so i'm gonna go ahead and invite her to the call and we're gonna get started oh she joined already nice okay as a moderator or do i invite her invite Hey, hey. Hey, Takira. Hi, how are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. I just, I was just telling the audience that I'm going live with you and your sports dietitian. But yes, you see, yeah, so that's fine. Um, but guys, this is Uma Collins. Welcome here to the live. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi, guys. And before we get started, please make sure that you are following her and I both on Instagram. And that you download the Anxiety Free It Girl app available on Apple and Google Play. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> to go get to go ahead and get started, I'm going to introduce Uma. So Uma Callens is a sports and fitness dietitian with over a decade of experience in nutrition, sports performance, physical fitness, and entrepreneurship. She helps. She enjoys helping her clients and athletes understand the connection nutrition has with physical and emotional health. She co-owns a sports performance and sports nutrition business called 180 Physique Athletics with her husband, as well as a separate group practice called Well-Rooted Health and Nutrition that focuses on both nutrition and, well, and wellness. <laughs> Uma is also a proud mother of three kids and is very involved in all of their multiple activities. So thank Yay. you for joining me today. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So I actually found Uma on TikTok. I don't know who followed who first, but like I was so happy <laughs> to find you because I feel like I don't really know that many sports dietitians, especially um, black women sports dietitians. So I thought it was really cool because I have a lot of questions for you today. I know some other people <laughs> do as well. Um, so thank you for joining me. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love connecting and I love what you're about. Thank you. I love just I love to see it. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. So the first question you want to go into is just a basic question that everyone basically knows already, but some people obviously like may not know, but what are some of the benefits to exercising? Oh, so many benefits beyond physical for sure. I mean, and it's funny too, because I just feel like personally, as I've just gotten older, my purpose for exercise has vastly changed. So, I mean, not only physical benefits, if you're wanting to lose weight, if you're wanting to put on muscle, obviously performance-based exercise, sports-specific exercise, um, you know, the explanation for that, but really the mental benefit, the emotional health benefit, the camaraderie, the community, um, if you happen to exercise with others. So the benefits are endless. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Endless. Also for mental health as well. Yes. I noticed that whenever I was stressed or anxious after going to the gym, like all of that would be straight out, like out of the window, literally. Right. <laughs> right. The endorphins for release. You get to hone in. You get to get all that tension out yeah. with whatever it is that you choose to do. So, um, I, it's it's definitely something. I mean, movement matters, and it's definitely a part of my world. So I can't recommend it enough. If you're not doing something, to get started with something. Yeah, anything. Okay. Anything. Literally, anything counts. So the second question is, how should someone prepare nutritionally before exercising? Because some people don't know what to eat 
some people don't eat at all. So yes. what do you recommend for that? It definitely depends on timing, right? So um, there's some people that work out first thing in the morning in which eating a meal, depending on when you wake up and then when you're going to work out can be real tough. So in those cases, maybe you just have 15 or 30 minutes to get something in. I usually recommend something that's easily digested. So carbs, um, this could be as simple as some fruit snacks. One of my favorites is go-go squeeze. Love those things because you can just Twist it, squeeze as you're driving now. Pay attention to the road, of course. But um, those quick, convenient options can be great um, if you need something in a pinch. But, I mean, also, if it's later on in the day, it really just depends on how long ago you had something to eat. But carbs definitely need to be a part of that just because that is what our body utilizes for energy. Um, and it really gives you that extra push um, to, to perform at your peak. Yeah. So... 100%. It just depends on timing, but those would be what are a balanced meal. If you have a couple of hours or, you know, leading up to your workout, if anything sooner, then just kind of taper it down to where it's not so heavy on your system, but still gives you enough energy to get through the workout. Yeah, I usually always recommend carbs, and I myself try to eat as much carbs as possible before working out. Yes. But this question actually isn't on here, but I just thought about it. I know some people always say that they don't have an appetite in the morning to eat before the gym? Like, what do you usually recommend to your clients for that? Uh, again, it would be something simplistic, right? So if you're thinking about like a small pack of fruit snacks, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could just pop those in. Now, if you don't even want to chew or drink any or eat anything, then I do recommend considering um, something to drink. So whether that's a little bit of fruit juice or even if you know that your workout is going to be pretty intense, um, an hour or more, then sports beverages are great as well, just because they do have that as part of the formulation. Um, so those would be my two top recommendations if somebody absolutely just didn't want to even think about eating like food food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find that what helps with sometimes if I don't have an appetite is hot tea, but I'll add like four tablespoons of honey to get like 64 that's a great idea. of carbs. Yeah, that's absolutely, <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. Or even just like, you know, some honey. A couple yeah. of tablespoons of that too. I mean, something is better than nothing. I always say fueled is better than fasted. So, um, you know, you just want to make sure that we make it make sense, right? You want to yeah. work out hard. You want to get results. You got to fuel yourself in order to exactly. do that. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And that leads us into the third question. So this is like a, one of those controversial topics that I, I just, I don't know. I had to ask you, but is fasted cardio safe? Because I can't imagine how you can work out without eating anything before. Like, I don't understand. Well, cardio, that's, a, that's kind of a big question just because there's different types yeah. of cardio. I mean, you're going to have your um, HIT type of cardio, so your you know, high-intensity interval-based cardio. But then you can have your real low-intensity steady state. And I think a lot of times when we hear fasted, it's associated with that lower intensity yeah. just because of the fact of, you know, what fuel stores are actually going to be likely utilized. But... Um, everything in context, obviously, it really just depends on what your workout is. I don't recommend that. I do think that something is better than nothing. And again, going back to what are your outcomes, right? Like, what are you ultimately wanting to do and accomplish, whether it's weight loss, um, adding on some muscle, it just, it really just depends. And I think just to call it safe, having something is truly better than not having anything at all. But your intensity of your exercise and duration is going to make a huge difference on what that looks like. Yeah, and I hope you don't mind. Um, I have another question I did not write down. Um, <laughs> but what um, what happens to the body when you don't eat carbs before working out? 
That's a great question. So in like a strength-based situation where you're lifting weights, again, you're wanting to add more lean mass, um, maybe lose body fat. Well, um, that's not going to help you at all, right? Just because you're fasted, you don't want your body to start kind of breaking down that tissue just to get something, get what it needs. So um, again, we really want some fuel to actually get us through and to utilize versus our body just getting into this very depleted and very... um, I guess you could say stressed state. Yeah. More that makes sense. overlay stressed state more so than usual. Yeah. A lot of wear and tear and whatnot. That makes sense. Yeah. The fourth question is what to nutritionally prioritize after exercising? Because I know some people, look, I have to get a protein shake in right away or a protein bar. But what exactly do you recommend after exercising? Is it just protein or is it other things as well? Um, definitely a balanced meal, you know, uh, and, and really this is a tough question a lot of times because some people might have the ability to have a good balanced meal that includes carbohydrates to help refuel what they just depleted, obviously proteins to rebuild, electrolytes, all of those things, fluid to help with with hydration. Um, but there's times where people just don't. And so depending on what your situation is, maybe having a a fluid-based post-workout recovery option that is going to be best for you. So whether that's a ready-to-drink, you know, shake or a smoothie. Um, But either way, carbs and protein is definitely going to be the best combination to help with that whole process. And of course, making sure that you're getting, you know, that fluid replacement as well. Yeah, I find that after I don't eat after the gym, my blood sugar like drops. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't imagine. We yeah, feel it, I, we feel it. Yeah, I literally can't not eat after the gym, but um, I try to eat a balanced meal like protein, carbs, a little bit of fat. Yeah. But before the gym, do you usually recommend carbs by itself or pairing carbs also with a little bit of protein and fat? That's a great question. Question. And again, it goes back to the point of timing, right? Yeah. So we're talking about like how long has it been since you've had something to eat? And then if it's been a while, right? Like if it's been four hours or more, then we definitely need to make sure that we have something again. Um, and then looking at how much time you are going to be fueling or refueling leading up to your workout. So again, if you're in a hurry or like I had the greatest intentions of getting more of a balanced snack, um, an hour, two hours before going to the gym, that would include ideally some protein and carbs, yeah. then, um, you know, pivot, get what you need, get those quick digesting carbs that are easy on the stomach and grab something versus nothing at all. So yeah. that really depends on how much time you have leading up to your training yeah, session. That's true. I used to do just carbs by itself. Um, but then my friend who's a bodybuilder told me that it would be good to add, if you have the time, protein and fat so that you don't digest through the carbs faster, which which I guess could be true. But I feel like both works for me. I don't really see much of a difference in doing one or the other. So And that's the key. I think ultimately we do have all these ideal rules and, you know, evidence-based information, yeah. but you've got to really figure out what works best for you, right? Yeah, like exactly. I could probably a bar, a protein bar, some other different things before my workout and feel fabulous and have one of the best training sessions ever. Um, But somebody else could try it and feel like it was way too much on their system. And it can change. Um, But there are those general rules of thumb and practices as far as fueling, timing, and then leading up to your workout, what that looks like. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Nice answer. Okay. So the fifth question is, do you recommend pre-workout products 
or cars before working out. When you say pre-workout products, are you talking about like powders and yeah. potions? And yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I honestly do not. Um, I have this question a lot. And again, it always goes back to food first. It's like, how are you even viewing in the first place? Yeah. Um, I And you got to be careful with those things just because, as you know, supplements are just not regulated well. And there's a lot of proprietary blends and things that we just don't really know what's in there, what's not in there, and how it's going to impact us. Um, so I'm not really a huge fan of them. Now, you know, to each its own, if someone's going to ask me, hey, like, I really want one, I'm not going to listen to you, I'm going to get my own thing anyway, well, then I'm going to direct you to some good third-party tested yeah. products out there. But um, I typically don't. I, I like to see what we can do with some good nutrition tailored to the individual. And yeah, and, and, yeah get the carbs in. <laughs> Yeah, because I've heard some, I mean, I was never into pre-workout. I would always use, even before I was a dietetic student, mm -hmm. I would use, like, tea and, like, other stuff. But I've heard, like, of people taking their pre-workout, even though it makes them throw up, and then they'll still work out and go to the gym. And I have a friend at, at my old gym who said that his pre-workout used to make him throw up every time before his workout, and he would still work out. I'm just like, I hate throwing up. Like, why would you continue to drink it if it makes you throw up? And then right. you just go out and work out after, like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's interesting. And so it, it just comes down to make it make sense, right? Yeah. Like, why would you, why do that? Yeah. Um, ideally, you want to feel, you just want to feel fueled and ready to go, right? Yeah. Without any GI disturbances, <laughs> without your without your heart rate, just going through the yeah. roof before you've yeah. even done anything. So um, I think it's just something you got to be careful with. Um, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of coffee. I mean, yeah. just good old coffee if you feel like you need a little bit of a, a caffeine boost. And so, that's another, yeah. another thing from people's heart, like from the pre-workouts that they take, are like pumping out of their chest. And it's like, it causes like these crazy side effects because you don't really know what's in the pre-workouts because you're not regulated. So I always tell people the same thing, food over any type of like pre -workout. Yeah. And I don't get how people dry scoop powders. Like it's for it's different. <laughs> it's different. I don't even know. Like, no. I never crazy. will know. And I just gave up trying to figure it out. So <laughs> it's like, I don't know how they don't It's weird. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> okay. The sixth question are so this is kind of two questions in one. But what are, actually, no, it technically is one question, but what are the best pre-workout foods to consume? So I know for athletes, yeah. they recommend more yeah. sugar products, but then for the average person, would you recommend more natural sugar products, like fruit juices or fruits, or depends on the type of workout? Well, I actually want to make a correction there. I mean, I never really just recommend a certain type of added sugar products to an athlete or anybody that's a fitness enthusiast, I think it really comes down to the composition and the type of carbohydrate it is. And then again, not to sound repetitive, but going down to that timing yeah. aspect, right? So um, again, I, I guess if I'm going to give you a list of different options, I mean, fruit's great. Um, dates are a great option. Pretzels, it's great just because it has some, some sodium with the salt. Yeah. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. I've said go-go squeeze and all those fruit pouches. Um, there's different brands too, like Honey Singers has a whole great line of just good, I, fast, yeah, I, easy, I, portable I options. Try yeah. Those. 
they're really, really good. Their wafers, their cookies, their shoes yeah. are great. Um, that's it bars. Some people really like those because it is just kind of fruit compacted into a bar. Yeah. Uh, fruit leather, uh, fruit snacks. Um, you know, even doing some actual like crackers is just perfectly fine. So if you think about those things that are just easy to grab, eat, wash down with some fluid. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of ideally where you want to be, be thinking of. And again, we got to realize that this is for the purpose of fueling for our training session, right? So yeah. we're going to be utilizing that. Um, so when we get into all of those specifics of added versus natural, it really doesn't matter as much. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I figured it doesn't matter, but yeah, because for me, I, I personally don't care. Like I will, sometimes I'll do cookie dough, Cause I just, it gives me an excuse to eat cookie dough. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll do like fruit juice. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's whatever works for the individual. I mean, some, I have some athletes that are like, I need something with more staying power. So we, we look at those options. Um, their metabolism just is blazing and they just, they're like, ah, that wasn't enough. So again, I think for anyone that's maybe going into their fitness journey and hasn't really experimented with what that looks like before that is something to consider is try some different yeah. things um and then and then give yourself enough time give your body enough time to digest it right like i wouldn't say like okay class starts in five minutes and then let's take a, a bite out of a sandwich yeah. like not really the best option but you know maybe you have something else that we've already discussed um that's a lot easier to consume and you just pop a couple of those things in and get going so yeah exactly and another question I did not put on here. I, I don't know how to put all these questions. Um, I wanted to ask you if you could explain to people what are electrolytes and the importance of them, whether it's pre, during, or post-workout. Yeah, electrolytes are just naturally, you know, what we, like sodium, chloride, magnesium, all these minerals, right? So we, um, the importance of them is that we lose a lot of it through sweat. And so we want to make sure that we're replenishing them after we've, um, lost them through sweat after a workout. So the challenge that I find a lot of times is for whatever reason, um, people will go into a fitness journey and think, okay, like I got to get my diet right. And so I've got to minimize consuming sodium. If there's like not even a real like medical yeah. reason for it. And so some people definitely have those challenges of not having enough in their system anyway. Um, and then further complete themselves during their workout. And, you know, being dehydrated, that's definitely part of the picture is having a balance of electrolytes and fluid um, can definitely make you feel not so great. Yeah. <laughs> Cramping, dizziness, uh, lightheadedness, the list goes on and on. So it's just really important to make sure that we not only get that through fluid, but just get it through our diet throughout the day, like in, in all of our meals. And that's best accomplished by aiming for consuming a balanced diet. So not just meals, a balanced plate, performance plate, but also those snacks in between meals is really important too, to get them in. What's your, like, what's your personal favorite source of electrolytes? I like to use the mineral drops. I think, um, I forgot what the brand is, Trace Minerals, mm -hmm. or like vitamin shop electrolyte um, drops. Like, what are, like what's your favorite personal? Gosh, there's so many good ones. It's like, it's, it's actually crazy. Um, so I would probably say like my go-to that's always readily available in my area. Like if I'm really needing something to add to my water is liquid IV. I just like it. Um, I like, yeah, I, I like the options. I just do. I really do. 
Um, and it's just, again, in my area, just readily available just about everywhere. But um, I also like Scratch Labs options. I like Drip Drop. Um, there's so many out there. If, if I don't have access to any of those, I like me a good Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Gatorade's tried and true, been here forever and is honestly really great. So, you know, I'm, I'm not picky, but yeah. there's a lot of really great options out there. Yeah, someone said elements are delicious. Element? Element T is great. I mean, and I definitely think... Um, oh, the Element T. Yeah, Element T. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's great. I, I like it. Um, I recommend it often to my athletes that are super heavy sweaters just because it does have quite a bit of sodium in it compared to yeah. others. Um, so it's not for everyone. I do definitely want to put that out there. Like these... <laughs> Like the, all of that needs to be tailored, really does, um, as far as those recommendations. But it is another really great one for sure. Yeah. I've seen that other dietitian stories. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, I love, I love the fact that they tapped into the idea of having some packets that you can add to hot beverages. Yeah. So like hot cocos, I did a little something something about that not too long ago. I think I saw and it, that. It's great. Yeah, and it's great when it's so cold yeah. and you're like, okay, gosh, I need to drink something, but I like physically can't because it's like here in Oklahoma this week, it was like zero degrees one day. I kid you not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not thinking about really wanting to drink anything cold at that moment. Um, so yeah. that's that's great for those those times too. They're very creative and innovative with that. Okay, nice, nice. Um, I think we were up to... I put this question twice. Um, what foods are best for post-workout recovery? I'm pretty sure we talked about that. I don't well, know what that twice. Was that now? What foods are best for post-workout recovery? Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, smoothies um, or a meal. I mean, again, just getting all of, you know, your essential nutrients, protein, carbs, like you said, a little bit of fat. Um, and then getting those e-lights through either of those sources as well. Okay. And then earlier, we had, were talking about eating fats and protein before the gym. But, like, this is a while ago. Someone told me that, like, we shouldn't eat fats or protein before the gym at all. And I know some of the people out there may be thinking that as well. So what is your take on that? I mean, I Ideally, before what you consume leading up to um, your workout, your training session, you want it to not just be sitting in your system, right? Yeah. Sitting in your stomach and um, really allow yourself to feel as comfortable as possible going into the training session. So when we think about fat and fiber specifically, yeah, those fiber. are like real slow digesting. <laughs> yeah, those are slow digesting oh nutrients. God. And I would, I would definitely caution to not have anything that's too high in fat or too high in fiber going to the training session. But those are really important to include in other snacks, right? Yeah. Like um, that aren't directly before the training session. So they don't need to be absent, just maybe not as optimal to have them right before you, you hit the gym. Yeah, that is true. Cause that would have you really bloated. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and again, there's going to be those options that have like small amounts, yeah. you know, like you're going to have your bars that might have a little bit of fat and maybe a little bit of fiber. And it's not to sit here and say that if you see that on the label, you have to be like, oh, wait, no, I can't get it. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't need to be astronomically high. Yeah, usually before workouts, I look at the ingredients to see 
what has the most carbs and the least amount of fat and protein. So like the cookie dough I eat, like it's called, I don't know if you heard it, um, has sweet, sweet Lorenz or sweet Lorenz. I've heard of it before, I haven't tried it. Her double fudge brownie cookie dough is like the best thing ever. And um, I eat, they're vegan so you can eat them raw. And one of them mm. has like five grams of fat, but it has like, I want to say 13 or something grams of carbs. So I'll eat like three. <laughs> With like a little bit of soy milk, um, I like that a lot. So yeah, I, I opt for um, a little fat, but not too much. But definitely on the right. fiber. Like I, I drink these other smoothie pouches called Gutsies, and mm. they're really sweet and they have a lot of carbs, but they have like nine grams of fiber in like one pouch. So for some people, oh. that could really like, oh, yeah. mess them up. For me, I don't think it really bothers me personally, but I think those are another good pre-workout option. Yeah, and again. And it's really so unique. I have, again, I have like athletes that just need a little bit more, yeah. you know, I mean, and we've tried a lot of different things, combinations, and sometimes they just land on things that aren't, you know, traditional. So um, again, there's these kind of recommendations based upon timing, but ultimately it just really depends. And again, we want to look at like workout duration, workout intensity. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be lifting heavy a lot or, just very high intense, your heart rate's going to be up, down, up, down, um, then you might need a little bit more, yeah. right? So it's just kind of tweaking based upon what you're doing, yeah. too. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Um, I had a question after that, but I forgot it, but that's fine, because I've been asking a lot of questions. Ask, <laughs> ask them um, all. I love this. <laughs> okay, I, I will. Um, I think this <laughs> would be, I don't even know what, this might be like the ninth question, I think. What are your favorite protein shakes or protein products? Oh man, sheesh. If you see my stories, anything I post, um, you're going to see Fair Life a yeah. lot. I really yeah. like Fair Life, especially just because it, it just has a great flavor, um, <laughs> good formulation, easy on the stomach. It's lactose free. Um, and, and you can get a lot, like you can find places like Costco and yeah, and some of these other places that just always have different options. So I really like Fair Life. Um, gosh, there's so many out there. And again, I'm not the type of individual that gets a lot of their protein intake from powders and supplements. Yeah. But that would probably be my go-to. Um, now Foods has some really great proteins. Um, up to use another really great brand. So the list goes on and on. Clean Athlete is another great brand that has good quality protein powder. Um, and these are all things that I definitely recommend to athletes as well. But there's so many great products out there. Um, I have another company friend. He has great protein powders. Fat Muscle Project. What's up? But anyways, you know, the, the, list, goes, the list goes on and on. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there. But my personal favorite, um, Ready to Drink, is Fair Life. Yeah, I wanted to do Fair Life and Core Power and things like that, but I personally try to limit dairy regardless yeah. of whether it's lactose yeah. or not because like it doesn't really go well with my body. But that's why it, it sucks because it's like there's not that much like there are plant based high protein ones, but a lot of them just don't taste good. Like, but at, at one point, Silk had released a soy milk that had 20 grams of protein. And I remember that. I was like, holy shit. Like, I was so excited. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then they, like, they, they got rid of it. Wasn't it called like, so, it was, like it was Ultra? Yeah, I, it was like, I remember yeah, the name being like an Ultra. And I do I remember seeing that. So I didn't realize excited. they stopped selling it. And it tasted, hmm. it was creamy. It had a really good taste. There was no aftertaste. 
literally one cop, 20 guys person right there. And then it, I, they just discontinued you, it. I don't know why. Like, you should email know. them. You should be like, hey, bring this product back. I know. I, <laughs> I actually thought about it because I was genuinely shocked that they got rid of it. But I found another soy milk when I went to ShopRite. I forgot what it was called. I want to look it up really quickly because it can help some people. I had 16 grams of protein. Oh, it's called Westlife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Their soy milk has, they have one that has 16 grams of protein in eight ounces, which is one cup. So that's also a really cool um, nice. alternative. And that milk also, it's extremely creamy. It has a slight, slight, slight aftertaste, mm -hmm. but it's creamy and it's better than most other milks, at least plant-based milks that um, have protein in them. So. Have you tried Ripple's a chocolate pea protein milk? I'm pretty sure I tried Ripple and I didn't. I'll try it again if you think it's good, but I don't think I liked it. I, I like the chocolate a lot. I yeah, feel like too. they hit the nail on the head with it. <laughs> I definitely think that they did well with that. And then as far as ready to drinks for like plant based, I mean, there's there's Evolve, there's um, only what you need to own, and then Owen. And then, of course, there's um, Orgain as well. And those tend yeah. to be the, the most popular ones that I see and a lot of people like. Um, but, you know, I got my favorites, you asked. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to try the Ripple again because I will eat anything chocolate. Like, I swear, anything protein-wise, I'm always going to aim for the chocolate. Chocolate safe. The vanilla and the other ones are too sweet and, like, too... Like, I don't know. But for me, chocolate is my go-to with every single thing possible. So... What I like, I like Rebel. Do you know the brand yeah. Rebel? I do. Like, uh, yeah, I, I forgot. That, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's my Rebel favorite. Is I don't one. like. Yeah, I don't like protein shakes at all or protein products. But that is like the only protein product that I will buy and keep on stock. I like their dark chocolate mm. protein. Mm. It tastes like rich dark chocolate. That sounds good. Adaptogens. It has nine grams of fiber. Um, and it has a whole bunch of other things in it. It's really good. So and yeah, I like their products but like that one specifically is really really good that sounds like it would be just a tr a, a delicious treat like even yeah. here with like some strawberries or berries you know have yeah. a, as a snack as a snack in between meals that for sounds sure. great yeah. now i have to go get some I that very one I, i'm gonna look for it the dark chocolate <laughs> specifically they're expensive though one bottle is like four to five dollars depending on where you go but sometimes wow. whole foods will have them on sale for like two for seven oh, perfect so i'll get like four yeah <laughs> Just like snatch them all up. Yeah, <laughs> but theirs are really good. I love their um, their protein shakes. Um, another question: When is the best time to work out? Like, if if anyone was free eight hundred a day minus work schedule, like when is the best time to work out? I feel like that question is so hard to answer for so many different reasons. There's so many different nuances, right? <laughs> like, yeah. um, I I think like there's just some people that just don't have the opportunity to choose. So you kind of get in where you fit it in. Some people, I tell, say, like, spread it out throughout the day. Um, but there is a beauty to being more fueled, right, um, when you when you go work out. So I'm not going to lie and say that having more fuel in the tank is a nice perk. Yeah. But I think it's really what works best for you. You know, like, for me, I, I start first thing in the morning early. It sets the tone for my day. Yeah. And my days are packed. So... If I could go in and get my workout, have my community people um, push, pull, do whatever it is I'm doing, I'm set. I'm like, okay, yeah. what's good? Let's let's tackle the yeah. day, right? But I can't imagine in this season of my life uh, going in any other time. So 
um, whatever works best for you in your life and your situation and is going to give you all the benefits that working out sure we can provide you. Yeah, I know a lot of people are doing it in the morning. I used to go early in the morning, but I find that I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so I try to go after work. But, <laughs> but my, you know, like usually your stress levels are higher in the morning. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, at least for me, it used to help me. What is all is high in the morning? And like ready to go. But like now I, I, I enjoy more of like a conference morning routine with like journaling, yeah. and meditating, things like that. So it really is different for everybody. So it really like, is. And it can change and that's fine too. Like there's some weeks where I have the opportunity to go later and I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's different, you know, and then go right back to my regular schedule. So yeah, yeah. it's whatever works. It's whatever works. I will say this though, and I say this to all my athletes and clients, like if you do work out in the morning and that tends to be a routine, it is not worth sacrificing sleep. Yeah. Like if you haven't had sleep, don't wake yourself up to go work yeah. out and be in an even more stress state. like it's just yeah again, for sure make it make sense is my motto <laughs> that was actually a really good point because then it's like you're even more tired and then you're putting more stress in the body and that can actually cause further weight gain and other yeah things that going on else. so that actually is really true yeah so it's like get those ease you'll be better for it and you know fit it in at some other time or another day yeah that's true um so i usually this other question, I usually stretch before the gym. I'll forget to stretch afterwards. It's just like not a good habit of mine. But then my friend was saying that she saw uh, someone else post about how we should stretch before the gym. So what is your take on that? So that's a really good question. I mean, there's a difference between like dynamic stretching and then active stretching, right? So we think about like typical stretching when it's explained and discussed is, okay, we're reaching and we're holding, right? We're having the static position and we're holding it for however long, five, 15 seconds, and then we move on to the other side or whatnot. And that is best to do after the body is warm. Um, so typically after your workout, but dynamic stretching is actually great prior to your workout. So actually movement, right? So things that actually mimic some of the movements that you're doing or you're planning to do in your workout. Yeah. Um, so that's actually good. You know, that gets your core temperature up, gets your body warm, your muscles warm and puts you in a much safer situation, so to speak, than doing the stretching before and then, you know, going hard. I actually didn't know that. Wait, so before working out, you want to do stretches that kind of pump your body up. So like, I don't know what these stretches are called. I might be going to attempt to explain it, but, um, just like... <laughs> Just, I'm trying to think, like, like, you know the one where your legs are, like, going like this? Yeah, like, like hip rotations, yeah. internal uh, and yeah, external? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, those things are great. I mean, that's actually a perfect example of things that you would want to do. You know what I mean? Like, or say, let's just kind of put it into, like, practice. So let's just say you have a leg day, and you're going to be doing things that involve, like, hip hinging. So deadlifts, you know, whatever it is, different variations of that type of movement. Well... Maybe we do like get like a PVC pipe or whatever it is that you have and you start doing some of those movements to actually get your body, your joints, your muscles, everything prepared for that when you actually have a load applied, right? So that's kind of what I mean too is you're moving, essentially you're stretching, but it's with movement, it's dynamic. Okay, so for example, like let's say someone was doing hip adductors or like lap pull downs yeah so would you say that a stretch warm-up would be doing it on like a low weight 
like a few reps. You could do that or you would do, you could do things like what we call like pass throughs. So where you get like, maybe like, um, they get a PVC pipe, something light, and you're actually like opening up, like pulling, you know, in front of you and behind you to just get those lats or even getting a resistance band and, yeah, that feels really and warming good. <laughs> up. Exactly. Yeah. So those would be a great examples for, I think you said lat pulls. Um, but then you could, after that transition to, yeah, something rather light and still do that movement, yeah. right? So, yeah, a little bit different than saying, I'm going to go and just hold this stretch and I haven't done anything else to get my body warm. That makes so much sense. Okay, so after your workouts is when you're really stretching, yeah. like stretching yeah. and then like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like post, it's part of the, it's part of like the whole idea of like post-workout recovery practices and movement. So through the active stretching, maybe you're using a massage gun, um, maybe you're doing some compression sleeves, maybe you're doing, you know, all of it yeah. <laughs> if you have the time. But yes, it's definitely important because now you've done all that wear and tear, your muscles are likely very tight, fatigue, yeah. and you want to make sure that you, you get some of that out. Nice. Okay. That was one thing I actually did not know. So that's good to know. Um, and what about for some people that I know some athletes do like ice baths? What are the benefits for those? And are those for the average person to do like a. Oh, yeah. I mean, working on yeah, like cryotherapy definitely seems like it's become rather popular or just contrast, you know, heat, cold therapy. And I mean, that definitely helps with inflammation and just, it's, it's just a part of a different mode type of recovery outlet so um i am a chicken <laughs> like it's it's ironic because i love me some cold weather anybody that knows me yes anybody that knows me knows that i'd rather be cold than hot hot um so the, right so the irony that i'm not like just ooh, let me take an ice bath is is real funny but um it definitely has its benefits, especially for inflammation and, and things like that. Yeah. I like, I've always taken an ice cold shower in the summer if it's like usually hot, but otherwise it's like extremely hard. It's and I used to. Rough. Yeah. This is the opposite of ice bath, but the sauna at the gym I used to go to for a few minutes. What are your takes on a sauna or the benefits of it? Yeah. I definitely think, again, kind of just going back to just you know, allowing your body and those muscles just to release and not be so tense, right? Yeah. And it has, like, nice calming effects, too. Um, when you're in a sauna, it's like having a moment. I know a lot of people will, like, have a little meditation and whatnot in the sauna. Yeah. So, again, going back to that mental uh, health benefit as well. Um, and some people actually like to do their active stretching in the sauna, depending yeah, on the I size and, and the space that they have. Yeah, so it's just kind of part of that idea of, you know, kind of minimizing inflammation and just a continuum of the recovery process. Just getting ahead of it, adding another layer. Okay, nice. And also I want to ask, <laughs> so I, well, I used to go to the, I used to go to Crunch Gym, but I moved into a building that has its own gym now. But I see, I used to see people doing foam rolling and I never, I mean, I, I could assume that it's for your joints or stretching out your bones and stuff. But I, I think I would notice that people would dedicate a whole entire gym day just for that. Like yeah, active recovery. What is, what is 
that about? Like, what is foam rolling? <laughs> so really, it's just getting into that deep fascia tissue, right? So okay. if you've ever had like real sore muscles, like, and you really press, or if you've ever had a deep tissue and you feel yeah. that, like, oh, gosh, there's a knot that I didn't know was there. Oh, this, this is really tight, specifically in this area of this muscle group. And I didn't realize that it was that tight. Well, this really allows you to break that up, okay. right? So, um, and it can be really huge in terms of injury prevention okay. and just allowing you to stay mobile, keeping your range of motion where it needs to be. Um, so it, it's it's great. I mean, if you can do it, and I feel like it's one of the most convenient options, yeah. right? Like it's it's not really, it's relatively cheap and, and very cost effective to have a foam roller. You can find them just about anywhere. If you travel a lot, right? You go to a hotel gym, you can always pack that into your luggage and have that with you. Whereas other things that we talked about, contrast, you know, temp therapy, um, cold hot therapy, all that, you're not going to have it everywhere and have access yeah. to it. So I, I love foam rolling. I recommend it all the time. And a lot of times you can even do it, um, you know, within your workout, like maybe again, you're going to go lift, you're doing something, you're like, Ooh, that's tight. Okay. Let me, let me get the foam roll and, and work, work that out. Oh. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, that was actually my last question, I guess. <laughs> so, um, I know you had recently opened up a facility. So Not yet, but soon. Ahead. Oh, soon. Yes, okay. like within the next month soon, which is wild. Okay, nice. So, if you want to go ahead and talk about that and how people can find you and work with you. Yeah, so um, me and my husband, who's a strength coach, I think he's on your hygiene. Um, so we, he's a strength coach, I'm a sports dietitian. Um, and so we are combining forces and we're going to be able to operate fully um, together under one roof and have our own facility. So we're super excited about that. Our business has been in operation really since 2015 in the in the way that we are currently operating. So working exclusively with athletes. Um, and this is a huge, amazing opportunity to finally be able to do it in our own space, how we want it designed from start to finish. So um, that should be opening in about, again, a month or so. Yeah. It's been really, really exciting to see everything come together. Um, and while we're based in Oklahoma, we still do a lot of online programming for athletes too that are ever interested, that just need something. Um, for me, I do virtual consultations as well, actually quite a bit. So definitely just look at it, look for us. You can follow him at 180 Physique Athletics and then me at Sassy Sports RD. And then it also will be a second location for my group practice, Well Rooted Health and Nutrition. I have an amazing team of five other dietitians that I work with as well. They're amazing. They each have their own specialties and niches and um, we get to just expand our services. So this is going to be a huge year for us, a great opportunity to serve our community at large. And then again, many people virtually. And where is it in Oklahoma, Omaha? I thought it was in Nebraska. No, Oklahoma. Uh, it's in Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I like am like getting over a sinus <laughs> infection. So I sound super nasally right now. But yeah, Oklahoma, <laughs> we're like in the Northwest Oklahoma City Edmund area so it's it's exciting we can't wait follow us check us out yes, for sure. make sure you are following her at sassy sports rd and 
her husband at 180 Physique Athletics, and I'm turning this into a podcast episode, so I'm going to put all the links into the show notes. Awesome. You guys can just directly click her links and go to her page and follow her. So that's it, guys. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you so much. Yes, it was so fun talking to you, and (laughs) keep killing it in your fitness journey. That's awesome. I love to hear all the things you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.